0: For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC
1: Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play.
0: What's up, everyone? You're listening to At The Bridge Pod, episode 31. Happy New Year to every single one of you. Today, we're going to be talking all about the festive fixtures, our wins against Arsenal, Spurs, and also jam sandwiches and hot chocolate. I'm your host, Mikey, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. So let's get this episode on the road. Happy New Year, new decade, everyone. That that was an awful intro. That sounded really great when I wrote that down. (laughs) Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm your host, Mikey, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Hello. So, we are back from our festive break.
1: How was it for yourself? Uh, Very filling, very alcohol-orientated. But other than that, it was brilliant. How was yours? It was good. It was good food. I got a few
0: bits of uh, Chelsea merch for my uh, Christmas presents, which was greatly appreciated. So did I. I some nice sleeping bottoms i've got amongst other bits it's uh, it's quite nice yeah, so <laughs> one piece of podcast news i'm just going to mention quickly going forward chris he's going to be running the facebook page for at the bridge pod because i've neglected it for far too long and i know i expect good content and memes from the page now it's under his stewardship
1: so yeah check that out it's well, it's funny you should say that because I don't expect that from the Facebook page. I'm running it, but yeah. It's better than blank. That's all
0: it was, it was since I had it. True. So we're going to be looking back at all our festive fixtures in this bumper episode. We'll have a quick prediction of the FA Cup game, but mainly focusing on obviously the fixtures that have happened. We had games, obviously, Arsenal, Spurs, Southampton and Brighton to dive into. But first, we're going to go through some important news Ooh. and that. Is Kurt Zuma. he caused a stir by dunking a jam sandwich in a cup of hot chocolate. I did see this. Are you you all in on this? Or is it just a food-drink combo that should not exist?
1: You know what? At first, I was like, oh, that looks horrible. But then the more I think about it, I think, you know what? (laughs) It's probably not the worst combination in the world. We live in a world where cheese and cake go together and garlic and bread go together. Jam and chocolate isn't really the worst combination in the world, really. Yeah. I remember a few years ago, there was this,
0: I think it was a Jamie Oliver program. And he said, if you don't, you'll never eat Christmas cake differently until you've had it with cheddar cheese. You'll never, you'll never eat it differently again. I tried it. It was vile. So, you know. That, that's what he that's, knows. Yeah. Jam sandwich and a hot chocolate. Yeah, maybe it could work. I mean, like a bread and butter pudding. I, I, I don't know. But yeah. You know what? Ha- <laughs>
1: the first piece of content on Facebook is us two trying it out. Oh, Yum. So, before we go into our festive game reviews, we're going to briefly
0: run through the transfer gossip, doing the rounds, and we're going to give our thoughts in as, few as fewest words as possible, just because, as you can imagine, it's a silly season. Everyone's linked with everyone. So, first up, Villa made inquiries to take Bashway on loan.
1: Yeah, I don't, good finisher. Is he great at holding up the ball and bringing other players into play? I don't think so. Yeah, it'd be an interesting move if he
0: does go there, maybe. Yeah. Villa, also interested in drink water and Giroud.
1: I think Giroud will be perfect for Grealish to play off. I think that'd be a really good buy for him. Drink Agreed. water. Drink water. Maybe he'll stay the ship in midfield. I think they're a bit lightweight there. So maybe that'd be a good buy. But fitness wise, I don't think drink water's at it at the moment. So I don't know how good of a buy that would be. Yeah. One thing we'll point
0: out you can't have more than one player on loan from one Premier League club. So That's if true. Giroud. And or drink water, Bachwai was to go to Villa, one of them would have to be a permanent. Mm-hmm. So that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Tellez as an alternative to Chilwell for his release clause of 40 million euros.
1: Really like Tellez, brilliant attacking fullback. Uh, defensively, he is Brazilian, so maybe it's not his strongest point, but for 40 million euros would be a good buy. Yeah, I, I like him as
0: a. If he's the alternative, and we do need, I've always been of the attitude of you strengthen your weak link in your team. Our weak yeah. link is our left back position, 100%. So,
1: uh, J- Jody Morris has come out and said that we'll only buy players who are better than what we've got, and tell us is better than what we've got in oh, the yeah. with our left back. So. Agreed. Uh,
0: Chelsea rumoured to have offered 40 million euros for Zagreb's Danny Olmo.
1: I'm going to be honest, I've only seen very few clips of him. He looks good on YouTube and that, but, you know, could be one for the future. Depends how much we're getting for, but he's Spanish, so would be very technically good. So, yeah, why not, eh? Yeah,
0: I saw him at the under-19 Euros last year. I did watch that because I just needed football in my life when we were yeah. going through that break. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, he was a good player. He was real good standout yeah. star. And 40 million seems pretty fair. The next rumour is the final one, and it seems to be 40 million again, but... Apparently, we've had, well, we have had, actually, a £40 bid for Moussa Dembele of Lyon, rejected by Lyon. They've obviously stated they want to keep him. They did a recent statement a few years ago about Lacazette, that he was going to stay. And then, obviously, what happened? He went to Arsenal.
1: Thoughts on him? Yeah, I like Dembele, actually. I think a a few Chelsea fans have seen online are like, I think they think of Fulham, or they think of Celtic. He's changed so
0: much and evolved as a player that he's not the player that he was at Celtic and Fulham. He's such a much more
1: improved star. I mean, it's weird. Like, it almost seems as if people look down on him because he's been at Celtic and Fulham. But he's actually, you know, a really good player and doing really well at Lyon at the moment. So we need, we need another attacking threat. So, yeah, I, I think that would be a good buy if we can get him. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Totally agree. So we'll go into our first
0: game review. Now, obviously, we're going to go for the positives. It's going to be the Spurs one. And we need to talk about the man of the match that was that man, Willian. You know, an incredible set piece routine from the corner, which led to a lovely curled finish into the bottom corner. Then that ice cold penalty to make it 2-0. How
1: was Willian and how has he impressed you over this festive period? I mean, for me, he was probably, that's his best performance I've ever seen in a Chelsea shirt, without doubt. Maybe the game against Barcelona a couple of seasons ago was was up there as well. but That, that went through exactly what was going through my mind as well. Yeah, but I mean, he was superb against Tottenham and he was, I don't say this, say this much about William, but he was unplayable against Tottenham. He, was, he looked so quick, so sharp. I mean, the play that summed it up for William that game was when in like the 85th minute, I think Alonso clipped it down the line and he's plucked the ball out of the air and just sprayed a pass about 40 yards away and set away through. And for me, that is just, it was a sensational bit of play. And he, he was unreal against Tottenham, he really was. Yeah, I mean, man of the match against Spurs, and he truly, truly was that. You know, I'd
0: argue, and I don't need to argue, even though I wrote it in my notes. But <laughs> it was his best performance in a Chelsea shirt. You know, the yeah, opening goal—it yeah. was such, it was a beauty. You know, well-worked set piece corner routine. It was a—I mean, if you haven't, you've probably seen it by now. I mean, you know, it, it's a long
1: time ago now, but it was just so well worked. And what what I would say though is, it, it is terrible defending. I also—I'm not a big fan of short corners. I must admit. I always say just whip it into the box, but I mean, I've, I've worked it well, at Chelsea, but it's terrible from Warrior. It really is bad. Yeah. He's not been the best for Spurs, but no. you know,
0: you know, super cool headed penalty into the bottom corner. You know, we've seen Hazard and Jorginho in the past perform such ice cold feats from the spot and William, he, he just did the same and he made it two nil and you know, let's not undersell how difficult it must be to be taking a penalty in a derby match to extend the lead. And, potentially put the game out of sight as well it's, it's ice
1: cold yeah I mean he showed tre- tremendous composure um, to score that penalty and you know I never doubted him when he walked up to the spot so fair play to him he showed his experience really pulled us through that game I thought he was unplayable he really really was something else
0: yeah I mean one extra bit I want to mention is that lovely through ball to Michi Bashiwai toward the end of the game
1: yeah I that, mean, with the touch oh, as
0: well that's what I mentioned earlier it was unbelievable yeah. really well, really really good what a ball! What vision! You know, to see the pass and another to actually pull it off. You know, like you said, unplayable. What an incredible individual performance! And going on from that, does Willian deserve a new deal at the club, or is it time to move on from the Brazilian?
1: I mean, he gets a lot of stick, Willian, but I think you know what—keep him for another year. He's he's ahead of Pedro at the minute. You know. Could argue he's ahead of hudson door at the minute. He's played better than in this season. So he is, you know, probably our best winger alongside Pudisic. So for me, I think it doesn't look like we're going to get a winger this this January. So, you know what? Keep him for another year.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, it boils down to which player do we keep? You know, it's going to be one of Pedro or William. Now, for me, if we're going to base it on this season's performances, it, it has to be William. You know, I I love Pedro and I appreciate everything he has done for us. However, so far this season, he has not been at the level that Willian has, you know, and Willian has shown that he can be called upon and put in a top performance. Yeah, he does get his critics and for good reason, you know, but his experience, his experience, seven years, let's not forget, that's a long time, seven years at this club and the performances this season for me, he deserves that. He deserves a two year deal. Let's not give him a one year. I know we do that rule over thirty, but you know
1: you've got to. You are going to be in the same situation next year, otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I must admit. On a side note, one thing that did really make me laugh is I was watching that game. Was watching how well William was playing. I was thinking, "Wow, Mike predicted this. He you put him <laughs> in his Chelsea team of the decade." I did. I did. And, indeed. <laughs> it's like you knew that
0: he was going to perform like that against Spurs. It was a. It was an absolute shocker. But I'm. I'm glad I got something right. I mean. You know, when you do compare the two wingers, one of them, we've got to, you got to keep experience in the squad. It's yeah. just, it's crucial, but we're already hearing noise that Pedro, he'd love to go back to Barcelona. And then there's talk that New York city and into Miami might be interested. You get the impression that when you hear this sort of talk, I would not be shocked that if this month we find out that Pedro signed a do, deal to go to the MLS, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. Yeah. You know? So the officiating was a main talking point from this game as well. First off, a penalty, which obviously VAR awarded. Then Hyungmin's son was sent off again due to the AR for violent conduct. Both correct decisions, do you feel, in your opinion?
1: Yes. And I, to be honest, Gazaniga should have been sent off just for thinking about trying to kick that ball. I don't know what was going <laughs> through his head because the ball was basically in his hands and he just decided, you know what? I'm going to channel my inner Bruce Lee and kick Alonso in the head here. And I, I, don't, I don't know why the ref gave a foul to them. It was madness. It, really it was a it, madness. It, it was, at first, it was. When it was a foul, I was like, oh,
0: is this a 50-50? And they've given it to the keeper. But but yeah, it's, it's, certainly, a, it's
1: certainly a crazy one. And the I Sun mean, one. The Sun one. I mean, that, I don't care what you say. I mean, obviously, we're a bit biased because of Chelsea fans. But it, it's a red card. So, so petulant from him. Why even do that? You don't need to do that. It's He's put his studs up, and as soon as you do that, you take the risk of being sent off. And it's, yeah, it's petulant, It's like David Beckham when he got sent off in the World Cup years ago. But you know, yes, it's not really that much in it, but it's a red card. It is a red it, card. Yeah, for me,
0: son. I mean, as I said on social media, it was it was a truly it was it's a just disgusting moment on the pitch. You know the intent is clearly there to push his studs into Rudiger's chest. And, you know, you had Mourinho come out and all that, but that's not the point. You know, the intent's clearly there. And, you know, in this day and age of VAR in play, you are going to get caught and you're going to be punished. And another thing for me that, you know, this isn't even being biased. This is just being, I'd say if I saw it with any player, you know, his reaction, is just so frustrating. You know, you react as if you're totally innocent and you're clearly not.
1: you you, you know you know what you were doing why why do it it's silly he's he's almost trying to get sympathy for himself and it's it's really not immature I mean I don't don't think he you know tends to like he doesn't mean to make it look like that but he doesn't need to react in the way he does it's it's so stupid from him so so immature it's it's a red card I'm sure once he looked back he thought wow what, what am I doing but yeah, well, I, I was
0: I was even more surprised when Spurs uh, appealed the red card, and you thought, "Come
1: on, yeah." I mean, if that
0: was if that was tr- if that was rescind, then what's the point? Because you know, yeah. you know the intent. You can't get away with that. I've said similar years ago when there was an incident with Ramirez, and I can't remember if it was Benteke or it was a Villa player, and he got sent yeah, off. I remember. yeah. It was like a stamp on the leg, and I thought, "We can't. That that's a red card. I can't go.
1: Oh no, it it, it is what it is." Well, whenever you just flick out on someone or, you know, put your studs down someone or even just give them like a palm in the face, something stupid like that, there's probably no malice in it. There's probably no like, you know, intention to hurt them, but it's petulant. It's so, so stupid. And players know that that will get you sent off. So why do it? Yeah. So leaving that one there, we'll go to
0: our next London derby, Arsenal. You know, first a derby win against Spurs, then our next derby, obviously we secured an, our first three points when conceding first, which mm. that's a fantastic achievement. You know, in a game that we started poorly, which is fair to say, but fair play to Lampard. You know, he noticed his mistake and he made the sub to change that. And it changed the game. Emerson was taken off, Gino was brought on. How refreshing was it to see this?
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, Lampard's taken some criticism recently about his tactics and substitutions, but against Arsenal, you know, fair enough. He saw that he made a mistake. He brought Jorginho on. Brilliant. I mean, he played really well. And fair play to him for bringing Lamptey on. I mean, no other manager would have done that. No other past Chelsea manager would have done that. Sarri wouldn't have done that. Conte wouldn't have done that. Lampard had the guts to trust this young lad up right back in a big London derby when you're 1-0 down. And fair play to Lamptey, he played really,
0: really well. Yeah, I mean, we're going to definitely talk about uh, Tariq Lamptey in a minute. You know, with regards to the Emerson thing, you know, Emerson was at fault for the Albamian Aub- goal. Mm. You know, it was poor from him, just just poor. It's lazy, uh, it's lazy. really. Yeah, lazy. and Jorginho, you know, he changed the game dramatically in our favour and to back his goal due to Leno obviously giving him a very late Christmas gift. <laughs> you know, it's it's just quite the icing of the cake of yeah. performance, mm. you know, even if obviously Arsenal fans argue Jorginho should have been sent off. Yeah, there was other moments where I've said before, like David Luiz and Guendouzi, you think, they even themselves out over time, these decisions. And yeah. I think maybe you could argue that both sides should have been down to 10.
1: That's yeah, that's I how mean, I see it. Yeah. There's an argument for both sides. You know, I, I can see why people are saying Jorginho should have been sent off. I'm not dic- dis- uh, going to disagree with them. Um, but yeah, David Luiz, foot really high, could have took Kante's head off. But, you know, when I noticed. Yeah. I mean, obviously with my question saying about refreshing for me, it, it We've, we're so
0: used to it with Sarri not making a change to the second half. Yeah. And Lampard, he took the ball by the horns and went, no, this has to change because we're being outplayed here. And yeah. Yeah. we've seen as well how Arsenal have been in recent games against Manchester United as well. We might have just we might have just secured three crucial points because this Arsenal side under Arteta potentially could be a threat to the top four. Could be. We'll have to see. But, mm. you know, but Tariq Lamptey, he made his full Chelsea debut and he was truly impressive, as you said. You know, he looked confident on the ball going forward. Great to see. Great to see that. And great to see another Academy product get their debut. You know, overall, what were your thoughts on his performance?
1: Yeah, really, really impressive him. I'm going to be honest, that's the first time I've seen him play. Um, but I was so impressed with him. He just didn't seem phased. It's like when Rhys James played, I think it was against Man City early on in the season. He came on and just, just didn't look phased at all. Like these young players, Mount Abraham, um, who else has there been? You know, Rhys James, like I can mention Lamptey, um, Mount. Billy Gilmore, Billy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. They've been they've been so good when they've come into the team. They've been so, so comfortable in like the arena and you know, around the other experienced players have been brilliant. And Lamptey was, was superb. I mean, he almost got an assist for uh, for Abraham, but you know, very impressed.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's in the final year of his contract, you know, the talk that he could be going to so PSG was mentioned as this summer. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, if that is the that. Ca- you know, if that's the case, I personally wish him the best of luck. And I've, let's be realistic, that right back role, it's going to be a difficult one to break into the first team with right now. You know, you obviously yeah. have yeah. Aspera Quetta and Rhys James ahead of him. Now, yeah. for me, Rhys James is going to be that natural successor for that right back role.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course he is. I mean, Rhys James, you know, He probably will be that right back for the next five or 10 years or so. So whether Lamptey will want to, you know, be bent on the bench all the time, who knows it's one of them. But yeah, I mean, the future looks bright for our right back spot. Yeah. I mean, exactly that Lamptey,
0: you know, he'd be the backup to rotate in that role, but you know, I wouldn't expect him to be happy with a place on the bench. And that is, that's fair enough, you know? Yeah. yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah. It'll
0: be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting what happens, but if he he might he might indeed sign a new deal, then go out on loan.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably the best thing for him to do at the moment is to just go out on loan, maybe to a Championship team or a lower Premier League team, and just get some minutes under his belt because I think that's just what he's lacking at the moment. So yeah, exactly. So after those,
0: well, before I do, any final thoughts on the Arsenal game or the Spurs game?
1: Um, I thought. The Spurs game with a better team deserved the three points. I thought it was superb for 90 minutes. Arsenal game, very poor first half, but Lampard changed it up and fair play to the players. Considering how they've been playing results before the Arsenal game, I thought they showed great character to get back into the game and to eventually win it. And fair play to Abraham as well. Finally got a goal against a big team and you can tell he's grown in confidence yeah it was a lovely
0: finish as well that that goal yeah. for to, especially how we came back against arsenal you know i'll be honest yeah. i was watching that game and i thought we we're getting outplayed everywhere this is wow we we could uh we could be giving up important points in this race because this race with the top four it's difficult yeah you know yeah. we've seen how you know spurs dropping points and we'll get onto the brighton game in a minute but you think yikes We need to start putting these games to bed, getting these points and putting a nice different gap between obviously us and at the moment it's Manchester United in fifth. We've got a five-point lead. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, as much as we had some good games, we had some dreadful games and we have to talk about the bad and that is the game against Southampton it fits into that perfectly. I I think you could tell within the first 15 minutes how this would finish, you know. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree, yeah. Here is a question to start this autopsy off. Why was our quality in the final third so embarrassing?
1: <laughs> I don't even think it was just the final third. I just thought we was terrible all over the pitch. Fair play to Southampton. They set up as a 4-4-2 and they ran our defence ragged. They really, really did. I just thought it was poor all round, to be honest. Yeah, going forward, we were bad. Never looked like breaking them down defensively. And to be honest, Southampton just looked comfortable. And fair play for their second goal, they played an unbelievable bit of football you know it was a really really good second goal but yeah we were awful yeah
0: i mean for me worst performance of the season and that's we've yeah. we've had, we've yeah, had some we've had some dreadful performances but that is unfortunately the worst one you know I'd, every every final pass was misplaced we weren't clinical every attempted shot didn't even trouble their keeper and yeah. I've noticed, obviously, we all have noticed that we struggle against teams that sit back and play with a low block. Yeah. You know, we as a team ideally want to play that perfect pass and it it doesn't come off. And, you know, when Kovacic doesn't play, we don't have someone to
1: carry that ball forward. To be honest, I mean, one point that I did see during the Southampton game is I know a lot of people have been criticising Mason Mount recently. Like, what does he add to the team? He's not creative enough and this and that. And, yeah, you could argue he's not this creative player. We've, we've said this in the past, and, you know, he's not been in amazing form recently. But when he came on against Southampton, we just looked better. Like There was a bit of energy in that first half against Southampton. We just looked so lethargic and so slow, and we just looked really, really off the pace. But when he came on, he added a bit of energy and a bit of, of fire and, you know, and just, just unfortunately, couldn't break them down. But yeah, we we move the ball better and quicker when Mason Mount is in the team. Yeah, I mean, when we have when Kovacic doesn't play, for
0: example, you know what ends up happening is we see wingers like obviously the likes of Willian and, Pe- and Willian Petro, Willian or puricic they have to come a bit deeper to get the ball, and then the only options in in front of them are like the outside fullbacks or Tammy Abraham. Yeah, yeah. and. This would be fine if, say, our outside backs were dangerous going forward, but only Alonso really fits that mould at the moment. And Azpilicueta is kind of especially bad at going forward, I feel, sometimes. And so many attacks just die when the ball goes into that space on the right wing.
1: Yeah, I mean, Azpilicueta has never been great going forward, never been amazing going forward anyway. I mean, it was really frustrating against Southampton because it's just every ball that went into the box, it was uh, first man, uh, first man. Yeah, he, I mean... right. I mean, we, we miss Kovacic massively when he's yeah. like the team. Like you said, he, he carries the ball really, really well. And I'm going to be honest, I love Kante, but I thought he was he was really poor against our fans.
0: He had a bad game. He doesn't often have them, but he did have a below average game, which was quite a surprise.
1: He just looked very sloppy on the ball and very <laughs> slow to react, which is really unlike him. And Jorginho uh, as well, he just seemed off off a bit, but yeah, it's a fair run.
0: I honestly can't believe that we are still in fourth because how we've our form, but it's, it's almost like that year that we were awful and Leicester won the title. No one apart from Eve. you could argue just, it's just Leicester and Liverpool at the moment are in that top, that top form really. I mean, hopefully we do get a backup striker and it kind of reduces the pressure on Tammy and maybe a left back or a right, maybe not so much a right back, but we need that left back and, you know, likes we talked earlier, tellers Chilwell, we need someone, you know, we really to
1: be do. Though, I mean, at the same time, I know, we've been very up and down over the Christmas period. But at the start of the season, you'd take being fourth and in the knockouts of Champions League. No one thought this uh, season would be easy. It was always gonna true. Be up and down. So, you know, it's, I think Lampard and the team have done really well considering.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you it's it's true. We we didn't
1: expect much, but now we kind of are expecting, aren't yeah, yeah. we? It's, because we started it, so well, people are now going, hold on, now that we're doing not very well. They're like, oh, yeah. no, where, where's a good form gone? But unfortunately, we yeah. have got a very inex- inexperienced side. These things are bound to happen. Exactly, exactly that. So there isn't really much
0: else to add for this game, you know, because it's kind of just quietly all negative, which is we don't try and dwell on it, but we have to discuss it. Just so, terrible, really. Yeah. However, we will we will have a look at the Brighton game. And, okay, 1-1, one, one, weren't what we expected, but we have to... Give a good performance and a shout out to Kepper, you know, two yeah. key saves. And okay, look, he couldn't do anything to stop that Brighton equaliser, could he?
1: No, oh, <laughs> out of this world. I mean, I don't, fair play to him. Whenever anyone scores an overhead kick, you just got to give it to the, yeah. to the player. I mean, no, there's no, nothing anyone could have done about that. Yeah, he was our man of the match, Kepper was, you know, kind of the only yeah. positive. Yeah.
0: I, I watched some of the game on highlights and I could see that anyone who watched it in full would have probably been bored. Senseless. It was not a great game of football.
1: It, no, it weren't again. We just sort of lacked that creativity and unfortunately we just again couldn't break them down. We couldn't get that second goal. We're not fortunately at the minute we're not ruthless enough and that's just what we're lacking. Yeah, it was one of them games like if you were suffering and nursing a hangover, you wouldn't have missed much. You you really wouldn't, you know. As plaquetta made his was it a, one, thousand, one thousandth, Is that right? One thousand? I can't even say the word. One thousandth. There we go. Did he? Re- is he really? You can't make. No, no, no. It's not. No. What? Are you okay?
0: No. Hundred? No. No, it's not hundred. I'm gonna have to look this up. Uh, that's embarrassing. I definitely don't think he made a thousand appearances. That would have been 1,000? Um, that's a lot. Of, has anyone but Pele made that many appearances? Is it? Is it his hundredth as captain? I think that's what it is. I think that's probably more. I yeah. Think that's it. I can't. I literally cannot find. Any information? <laughs> How embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, kepper he, he really pulled out two top saves. I mean, without those, I've looked at them again today and I thought
1: if it wasn't for them, we'd, we'd have lost that. Yeah, I mean, I think it was the one from the corner where he saved it with his hand. That was, that was exceptional. That was truly sublime. And then the one after pain in the last couple of minutes, you could argue if he'd have let that in, then maybe... It would have been a bit of a mistake, but it was still an important save at an important time. So, you know, yeah, I'd have to say he was our man of the match as well. Yeah, agreed. On that, Aspila it was his 100th
0: game as captain. Why did I say 1,000? <laughs> right, it's that's, been a long that, Christmas. I've had a lot of alcohol. I, I'd be impressed if he gets to 1,000 games. That, that's something. I know he plays yeah. nearly every minute, but wow.
1: What um, was what, the funny thing about that is, I couldn't
0: even say that number. Well, there's a a reason that you weren't meant to say it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Anything from that Brighton game that stood out for you about Chelsea
1: going forward, as in like in the next few months towards the end of the season? Again, you just need to add that killer instinct in front of the goal. We need to kill games off. And I think, you know, us being linked with Moussa Dembele and and Danny Olmo, you know, bring in that creativity and create that, you know, extra striker to maybe get a goal from the bench or if he starts, get some more goals. So, yeah. We just need to kill games off a bit sooner. Yeah. I, I agree with that.
0: So it'll be, it's an interesting January window. And as you know, every, every day you're going to be linked with someone and a fee is going to be, it's just going to be, it's silly season. And you, we're going to sign players. And it's nice to hear, as you said, with Jody Morris saying, we're going to sign players that improve the team, not just anyone. We don't want just anyone. Yeah. We want to spend money. Well, Yeah, so exactly. we'll do a quick look at forest. how, how do you feel? FA Cup? Do you feel this is going to be a trophy that we're going to go for this season? Or I
1: think it. I think tomorrow will be very much a play the youth sort of game. And, you know, you Billy Gilmore's will play. Lampy might play tomorrow. That um, is a good shout. Mark uh, Gehi might play. Batsuwa could play. Or Giroud, Pedro could start. You know, it's going to be a game tomorrow where like you know your second string players are going to play. But I do think Lampard will want to do well in a cup competition. Obviously, top four is the main priority this season, but I think the FA Cup will be a good chance for the youngsters to um, get experience and, you know, have a good run.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I love the FA Cup. And if they're going to get rid of a competition, get rid of the League Cup. I know what it can yeah. provide, but the FA Cup, I've always enjoyed it. And we've always been successful in that competition, you know, even yeah, before exactly. the Abramovich era. And obviously, it's the special 50th anniversary and we've got that absolutely beautiful kit so it'll be interesting yes being i think it sold out when it came when it went online so that was good i'm not to surprised. See. it's I'm not such surprised. a lovely lovely kit yeah so, it really is yeah I, I mean what do you feel I, i'm feeling a two or a three nil. i mean forest are a good team but they're going to rotate as well because obviously they want to go for the promotion race as
1: well Again, I just feel that we, we're not going to keep a clean sheet. I'm going to go two one I'm going to go 3-1. Yeah, that's probably fair. I mean, at the moment, Forrester in fourth, level on points with Brentford.
0: So, but they've been in good form. Five Last five games, they've won three on the bounce after two successive defeats. So, But again, it's so difficult to even judge because you don't know what kind of teams are going to be sent out by either manager. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It it will also be interesting who starts. Is it going to, because I feel whoever starts, the other striker of Chelsea is going to likely leave.
1: That's how I see it. Well, this could be a swan song for Pedro. I mean, Fabregas, last season, he played. Broke my heart, that did. Yeah. I mean, could this be the same for Pedro? Could this be a swan song? So it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting yeah so we'll, we'll see obviously there's
0: going to be even more news next week you know transfers and we'll try and keep on top of it and give our very concise quick opinions so with that obviously that concludes another episode of At The Bridge Pod so this is Mikey and Chris signing off we will return next week where we will talk all things Chelsea so until then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at At The Bridge Pod thanks for listening everyone until next time